Regina Nissan is the presenting sponsor of the Off the Hosel podcast. And this month, you can choose your vehicle and your bonus during the big thrill sales event. You can lease the new 2021 Nissan Murano for as low as $193 biweekly for 39 months with $950 down. Or check out the new 2021 Nissan Sentra, leased as low as $54 weekly for 60 months with $0 down. Make sure to head down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan. Or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. Or check them out on social media at Nissan Regina. Drive Nissan. Harbor Golf Club and Resort offers an exciting challenge to all levels of golf enthusiasts. This 18-hole championship golf course is situated on the bluffs overlooking the scenic Lake Diefenbaker in Elbow, Saskatchewan. Feast your eyes on the panoramic views of miles of sandy beaches, the lake, and our spectacular golf course. Take the opportunity to get away from life's hustle and bustle and support local by planning your next day trip to Harbor Golf. Use off the hosel code on your next booking and get 20% off green fees and a $20 food and beverage voucher for your foursome. Offer not applicable with any other promotion. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy, can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. All right, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Off the Hosel, episode 73, a Tyler Toffoli episode. Ooh. <laughs> episode 73. I'm Drew Kosher, I'm your host, and I'm joined by the Picton Machine, Danny H. Kosh, what's going on? Nothing. It's podcast day, always exciting day. Tuesday. Tuesday nights, recordings, as always. Uh, yeah, no Troy today. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week, Troy, hopefully. But full agenda this week, Danny H. We got uh, a lot of hockey to talk about. Uh, Troy's Oilers, your Leafs are winning, and a lot of golf to talk to as well. So before we do all that, Danny H., here's the, this is brought to you by Nissan Regina. They're located on 1111 Broad Street. You ever need an oil change? Vehicle, anything. It's time you use Nissan. Drive Nissan today. Check them out. They're the best in the business. Danny H., where are we always recording from? We're recording from Divots Indoor Golf on Rochdale Boulevard. They're not open now, but they will be uh, at the end of the summer. So come check them out when uh, they open back up. Yeah. Attaboy. All right, lots to chat about today. Like I just mentioned, hockey and golf and um Let's dive right into it. First off, before we do into the sports, I guess we'll go into the weekend, you know, long weekend. Uh, what'd you get up to? Ah, just got absolutely after it on Saturday. Nice. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I can say about that. I stayed up till, I started drinking at 4 p.m. Stayed awake till about 4.30 a.m. So that's how my night went. I was, that's I was, a grind. It was a grind, but I had a pretty good time. Uh, I was exhausted by the end of it, but yeah, what'd you do? Golfed? Uh, yeah, I went golfing on it's kind of Saturday. Shitty weather for golf. Saturday, man, it was great, actually. It was like 12. Not, and too, not too hot, not too cold. It was like, yeah, it was kind of perfect. No wind. I, you know, I took my gal out and played 18 holes at Avonlea. Um, you know, partners of the show. Had a lot of fun out there. Played pretty well. And then I played the following day. It was a little windy uh, with the intern, Ripper. Uh, played at the Royal. 
So I played two rounds this past weekend when I thought I wasn't going to play any golf because yeah. the, uh, they predicted snow and yeah, rain. Snow on Friday and all weekend and rain. Yeah, so good luck to other guests on that. Um, then, yeah, just watch the little golf. Beach there on that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I got after it. What did you shoot that day? With 76. And he shot 77? Yeah. it's pretty good for him, eh? Yeah, he's playing well. I, um, but I, like I said, I got after it, and, you know, that's my own mistake. What, what were you drinking on the course? Um, plus ones, Frescomos, vodka, Last Mountain Stillery vodka. So Standard, everything. Yeah, hard alcohol. So, but, I mean, hey, if you want to play your golf, Dan, you got you to stay sober. Yeah, well, I figured that's that a battle. out. I finally figured out that out this year. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, lost the chat about. Yeah. Let's dive right into the North Division because that's all I've been watching lately. I've watched a little bit. You know, I've watched the Carolina games here and there, Vegas game, but – Let's talk about the Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets. The Oilers finish second place in the division and end up getting swept yeah. in four games to the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, thoughts on that, Dan? Yeah, I, I pretty much watched uh, three out of the four games that they got swept, and I think there's a lot of problems in Edmonton right now. I think the biggest thing, like we talked about off-air, is they don't have enough depth. Um, yeah. Goaltending's an issue, I think. Last night, yeah, triple overtime, they lose in, and I wouldn't say it's Mike Smith's fault by any means, but um, it just something about him. It, it seems like one little tap, uh, one shot net, you get someone shoots it at his head and he just gets rattled and he's just like a nutcase. It's like yeah. why don't you just focus on your playing your game. You know what I mean? But I'm not saying it was his fault by any means. But uh, game three, he led in some weak ones. But I think overall the team is just not strong enough, right? Like yeah, yeah. I mean, I, to further that point, I think just depth lacks. Uh, and, and even a lot of communication problems happen with, you know, that's why Mike Smith looks bad sometimes. He comes out and plays a puck. Yeah. The D-man don't go to the corners where he's supposed to go, so he's like, okay, yeah, who's open? He's not, very like, aggressive one. Yeah, he wants to make a play with the puck, so either communicate with him, like stay in your net, or, yeah. hey, I know where I'm going and make a pass to him. So uh, the other thing, too, I, I was talking to someone last night, and, you know, I, I put a tweet out. I was like, are you shitting me? You know, D D Darnell Nurse is a... Uh, uh, time on ice. He had a five-minute shift, or just under five minutes. Oh yeah, I seen that. Yeah, and you, you can't do that. So no. now, for me, who's a hockey coach, but I'm not gonna, you know, fault Dave Tippett. But my question is to him: Is why is he on ice that long? <laughs> you know, like he wasn't playing Bear, he wasn't playing Slater Cuckoo. Uh, you know, I think you gotta get some of those guys. You know, once in a while, just a little bit of taste. Get on yeah. the ice for ten seconds, twelve seconds. Like get him back in the game because now you're running 4D. Larson's not very good. You know, it's Barry and Nurse. No, really. You know, Chris Russell. But that was his first game in the whole playoffs. Yeah. Like. Yeah, you can't be playing a D, a D your D-man five-minute shifts or four-nine-minute, whatever it was. Like, geez, that's ridiculous. And, yeah, you know, you said you can't full tip it, but in a way it is kind of – I think it is a coaching issue too because, like, yeah, why are you playing these – you know, I get people are saying, you know, Bear wasn't playing very good before, up until then. But still, to sit them all over those first two overtimes. And, yeah. And then you're just – pretty much tiring out nurse i don't really agree with that but i guess it is what it is i mean yeah and you can't expect one thing too with the oilers um pretty much they rely on mcdavid and drysdale do all the scoring right yeah like, yeah and like, I, the one thing i was just you know wondering too is like they, they kind of ran you know two lines and they ran you know they threw car out for one kill you know that's hard on a guy like yeah. i mean i've been in a situation before we play each other in a, in a double overtime series in, in, in junior hockey like yeah. we've been in those scenarios i mean we're playing but guys that aren't playing like that's hard on those guys that, hey go make a big play here yeah like you just sat in for two periods so 
Now, I don't know what they're going to do in the offseason here. Do they have some big decisions to make? You know, mm-hmm. uh, does Barry resign? Um, you know, who do, they, who do they find for a goaltender? I think they need more. They need more defensemen, yeah. personally, and, and they need more forwards. Yeah, they, they mean more. They need more depth. They need a better uh, bottom six forwards because the forwards that they have, the bottom six that they have now, just isn't working. And and like you said, yeah, just better depth overall. I don't, and I don't know what Smith's contract, Mike Smith's contract is, but I would think yeah. he. I don't know if he's going to be back or not. Depending on his contract, I don't know what it is actually. So. Yeah. I mean, too uh, bad we didn't have Troy here. He's a big Oilers fan. So. Yeah, I'm sure listening to this, probably thinking that we're both done, which is totally fine. But ah. you know what? The one thing I will say, and I was, I think, pretty evident about it, that the Jets, I liked them from day one. Oh, yeah. uh, they're a heavy team. You know, they're big. They're strong. They're aggressive. They, they play you hard every shift. Yeah. And and honestly, they don't care who you are on that side of the ice. Mm-hmm. Like I'll give, I'll give 100% credit to Piont and Demello, yeah. who went after McDavid all game. Yep. Now. There has to come a respect in that McDavid, the fastest player in the game, didn't didn't draw one penalty all yeah, series. I know. So it was. Did you see his times. emotions? Like I, I didn't. I mean, last game obviously he's pissed off, but the game three when they lost, it was just like, it's just like he just know, like he, his face is just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Once well, again, in the game we four, he was you know he was a little more engaged, and, yeah, you know, ripping guys apart, and like I was kind of the same way. I'll be completely honest. Like I would kind of like not not to the point where I. You're not good at hockey, but like constructive criticism to the point where it's yeah, like I'm not fine. mad at you. It's just like, hey, like let's do this we're, better. We're and kicking I th- the ass, right? Yeah, and I totally thought PRV, he was a score the game one last night. He was unreal yeah, in the he last flying around in the second hockey game. He was unreal. Mm-hmm. Like I thought he was great. I I think that's a big confidence boost for him because you know, hey, the you know one of the best players in the world says, blah 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 blah. What are you doing? He goes, okay, you know what? Either he goes, he sulks, or he elevates his game. And yeah. I thought he did that. So there is some positives there, I guess. Um, but you know, yeah. at the same time, I've been in a scenario, finish second place in the seed, and you lose four straight. It's not fun. No. So there's a lot of questions to be answered by those guys. But yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, we'll we'll see what Troy has to say uh, maybe next week when he's on. But yeah, because uh, Troy and the others have something in common now. They're both golfing, so they'll both uh, we'll hang out there. <laughs> there you go. Leafs, Montreal. Your Leaf guy. I watched the game. Was it Friday night? No, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday night. Sorry. Yeah. So. Decent hockey game. Uh, thoughts on that from a, a Leaf fan, I guess. Well, we're up 2-1. Two, uh, two I mean, the first game, you kind of look at it, you know, Tavares gets taken out there, and you don't want to say it's, uh, you know, these guys are professionals, right? You don't want to say, oh, that's, you know, the first game they're they're all rattled and, you know, they're all shook up. That's why they lost. But I think there was a sense of, you know, their their emotions are down a bit when you see your captain drop like that yeah. and uh, get stretchered off. But... I think they bounced back pretty well Saturday and last night on a, well, Monday, I guess now. But um, I think they, yeah, they played well the last two games. I like the way Jack Campbell's playing. He's I don't know if he's going to start Those tonight. Taps the other email. Oh, I love that. Eh? Um, <laughs> a little dark. <laughs> yeah, Jack Campbell. Uh, he's playing really well. Um, I don't think he's. I think Freddie's going to be in net tonight. They haven't announced yet, but yeah, I think overall they're playing pretty good. One thing with Montreal last night, they fi- finally played Caulfield. That guy looked like the best Montreal Canadian out there. Why he wasn't playing game one or two? And, and his ice was so limited, too, in the third period, especially when who who went down for the um, uh, Latina went down, and they still didn't play him. It's like, yeah. how do you not utilize that guy more? Like, he's so energetic, and he wants to be in the game. He hasn't played. He's like, this is my chance. His, his snapshot's just unreal. He can get it's the puck missile. off in hurry. Yeah. Well, he, he hit the crossbar. He had the best chance for them to tie it up last, uh, last night. So, um, yeah, I don't know. They... 
Uh, Carey Price is standing on his head. Did you see that save last night on Jaden Spencer? Maybe not. Spencer, no. Spencer. You would have remembered it if you saw it. Yeah, probably. Just huge, you know, it was it could have been a for sure goal and just dives across, sticks in. Oh yeah, I did see that yeah. one. Yeah. So and, and it was kinda cool how like Kelly Rudy like broke it down, how like Price like, you know, turning the blade and yeah. like, like that. I like, I, th- I I do think that Spencer just one tease that he get he scores, but he did he held yeah. on to it a little long and then Price makes an unbelievable save. But um yeah, I don't know. The the Montreal they're kind of a they're just kinda hanging around. You know what I mean? They're 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 not gonna a team that's gonna beat the Leafs six one five one. No, like but the the Leafs are the better team on yeah. like on paper on the ice right now. But the Canadians are doing everything they can in, in their own power to mm-hmm. you know push them to you know five or six or seven whatever the, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um. The one thing I took away from the game last night was, and this is a good teaching point for anyone, whether it's golf, hockey, you know, Morton Rally, you know, he kind of commits. Yeah, and uh, so. Suzuki scores. Yeah. And, and again, back to the old: Do I sit there and sulk, or do I? How do I figure out better? And you know, a minute and a half later, scores a big goal on Price cheating actually because he thinks he's passing his own murder. Yeah. a good passer, and he scores a game winner. So yeah. like, there's a play right there. I'm like, if every kid watched that, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's golf or hockey or baseball, that's how you know you kind of elevate your game, and that's why he's a good pro. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nice shot by him. I didn't know what Carey Price was going on that one. Though. Well, he, he cheated. He, he cheated, yeah. He pushed it because he thought it was going to Hyman in front for oh, a tip. Yeah. And, you know, Riley made a great uh, great decision play last minute there. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I Like I said, if the Leafs can sneak another one out here and go up 3-1, uh, I think they got it in the bag. But, uh, they, yeah, see how it goes because Montreal's not – they're not going away anytime soon. So, Yeah, true. All righty. Oh, no, can I say, bring something up about absolutely. the Winnipeg? Did you see that little Bud Light Seltzer mascot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no free ads. Okay, no free ads, but anyways, that mascot, <laughs> that was hilarious, eh? So he's wearing his towel. He's got big hands. <laughs> remember they're like in the Winnipeg zone, and he's just, get it out, buddy. <laughs> I remember someone on the hockey news, or on Sirius XM, whatever today, Steve Coos is like, you know, for that guy to sit there for two hockey games, you know, like <laughs> to sit there in a suit and just probably be sweating oh, watching I would the do game. It. I would do it, though. I'll be kind of fun. Put me in a suit, as long as I can <laughs> stick like a drink in there, a little beverage in there and sip on at the same time, but. All righty, let's jump back to uh, last week's podcast with David Byrne and Ryan Pollock. Dan, I wanted to rip that off quick. We kind of jumped to hockey first because we're both uh, excited about it. Yeah. Um, thoughts on those two guys' interviews, uh, Ryan Pollock at the end, the new GM of the Royal, and David Byrne, uh, golf pro. Yeah, they were, they were good ones. Um, that Ryan guy, you could just you could just tell he's a he's a, he's a, le- he's a le- yeah he's a leader. Um, I think he's going to do good at the at the Royal, right? And I think they're going to have uh, I think. It, is he plan on making lots of changes there? Like, really, what? I, I wouldn't say a lot of changes. I'm sure he's going to go in there and probably evaluate what's going on right now. Yeah. And then kind of, you know, dissect from each each spot he's going to. But, no, I think he'll be good for the club. Yeah. Everyone's excited. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you need a you need a strong person in that role to be a good leader. So. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like a great leader. And, yeah, both were great episodes, though. Awesome. All right, local talk. June 5th and 6th is a reminder the Scotia Wealth Open in Nippon. I just booked uh, my tee time today, Friday at 2.20. Yeah, so what's going on with that? A little practice round? Practice round there, yeah. Christian's coming up. We're leaving Friday. You coming, Dan? I don't even know yet. Oh. You just asked me now. So. Oh. All right. Well, if you're coming, you're coming. But, yeah, so Friday we're leaving. Practice round 2.20. And then Saturday, Sunday. So, and I've talked to Dean already and what the plan is after. Um, so I'm playing in the first group of day one, Saturday. So the tournament starts June 5th? June 5th, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, the Saturday at one of the best golf courses in the province. It's green, it's mint, it's up north. You, you can't beat it. Yeah. Uh, and one of the best fields, too. 84 players. 84, that's a lot of golfers. So you can yeah. tell everyone's wanting to get the edge to play. 
Uh, what were to do? Sorry yeah. for cut you off. Oh, just, I cut you off there. What, was, what were you saying about Dino? Oh, yeah. So what I was going to say was uh, what we're going to do is I'm playing in the first group. After my round's done, we're setting up shop behind the 18th green. Christian takes some videos and photos, whatever. But then we're going to do, you know, the lowest guy from each group coming in. We'll ask, hey, would you shoot? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so, you know, Dave Stewart, you're minus three. Come here. And it's going to be a one-on-one. Hey, Dave, let just have the golf channel. You know, yeah. thoughts on today's round and blah, blah. Cut it all together. Throw it on Facebook, YouTube. Nice. Uh, really give something for people back home watching, you know, if it's family members or cousins or. Yeah. And like I said, the whole reason why we started this thing was to show, showcase local talent. Saskatchewan talent. And, yeah. yeah, and amateur golfers. And, you know, especially, especially now it's golf time. It's like, hey, like, people don't get TV time and, and radio time because we're amateurs, right? Mm. So looking forward to that event. It's one yeah, of the best events be... of the year. College players come, pros can play in it, amateurs. It's, it's one of the best. Yeah, that'll be sweet, actually. So hopefully I can maybe make the trip up with you guys. But That'd be sick. All righty, off to our golf talk brought to you by TaylorMade Golf. Dan, thoughts on the TaylorMade Golf? Oh, Sim, Sim 2 Max drivers? Have you used them yet? Of course you have. I have a Sim 2. He's a Sim 2 Max. But we have TaylorMade Golf Clubs, TaylorMade Gear. Unreal. It's the best. The best players in the world use TaylorMade. So why shouldn't? You. Exactly. Play TaylorMade Golf today. We are Team TaylorMade. All right, Danny, PGA Championship this past weekend, our second major of the year. Yeah, big Phil. The lefty <laughs> gets it done at the age of 50 years old. He beats Brooks Kepka by two. Man, I get sore getting out of bed at 25. This guy's winning the majors yeah, at 50. 50. Yeah. So, you know, congrats to Phil. Like, you know, you don't think Tiger's watching home right now going, oh. I'm ready to come oh, back. Yeah. I want to get. I want to get He'll healthy. I want to play. Yeah, he's gonna make a comeback for sure. Um, yeah, Brooks in second place, losing by two. Abraham Answer again, another top ten finish, uh, finishing T eighth. Canadians, Corey Connors T seventeenth, another solid week for him. Adam Hadwin, friend of the show, T sixty fourth, and Mackenzie Hughes was cut. Um, and then a little latter portion of the internet, uh, Brooks and Bryson broke the internet yesterday yeah. on a leaked. Um, interview that he the guy actually got permission to put it out there from what it sounds like but do these guys hate each other or what <laughs> <laughs> like god I, I see i like bryson and i said this before i like the way he looks at the game different and he works out like crazy and, and he's good for the game like yeah. he's fun to something different right? yeah like, exactly like, like he's kind of like the john daly hitting mm, the ball far you know yeah. I, I drive the ball real far the old song john daly had but um, and then Brooks is just shredded and shows up to the, to the golf course and he doesn't like to practice around and he's, uh, he's all swagger and that's yeah. fine too. Uh, the interview, everyone's like, that's hilarious. Is it? <laughs> it's kind of a little, uh, em- not embarrassing, but it's kind of a little childish. I'd yeah. Say. I, I just, it just seems like he's just whining. Like yeah. Brooks, Brooks Kepka, like Kepka. He just, did I say that right? Yeah. Kepka. Yeah. yeah. He just seems like, I don't know. Every time I see that guy he's doing interviews, he's not a very good, uh, PR guy. Yeah, not a very good PR. You can just tell he's just annoyed to talk to people, and it's just like, obviously, you know, Bry- like Bryson came around and said something to him right while he's doing it. Yeah. But to just kind of shake his head and just like f, and you he know, swore, he, he uh, swore yeah. right on TV. It's like, come on, you know, like grow, you know, grow up a little bit. But yeah, whatever. I mean, I guess it's kind of adds to the f- uh, fuel to the fire in a way, right? When they're playing each uh, yeah, other. Yeah, I right? guess. But I think you know, all of our moms would have said this to her when we were a young kid. If you had nothing nice to say. Don't say it at all. You know, I mean, it, it's kind of like whatever. Like, I I giggled at it once, and then I, I moved away. But then you see everyone, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Like, 
is it? Like, I just think kind of grow up a little bit, you know, like you're a professional, act like it. But. Yeah. Now, would I want Bryson and Brooks on the show? Absolutely. <laughs> to talk about golf. But Danny's uh, sweater today says Team Portnoy. Yeah. Uh, Brooks, Captain, and Portnoy are planning to play a golf round together. Yep. And Brooks is going to play Ron Handed. Um, it's scary to see how far Brooks hits the ball. Yeah. The wrong hand, three hundred yard driver. Like, like <laughs> how? What? How, how do you do that? Like, and like that's someone told me. I don't know who it was like a while back. They're like, how many pro golfers play the wrong hand at least once or twice a month just to get you know, I don't know. Like they they say it feels back in sync almost because they're going the wrong hand. They feel everything out yeah, and whatever. Yeah. But that's gonna be kind of fun to see that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all I got for that. Next week, the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial. Another exciting golf event, as always. Um, the field's a little different. It's not, uh, it's not, it's not, it's not as good as last week. Where is it at? It's at the Colonial Golf Country Club. Uh, you know where it is, though. <laughs> Moving on. Don't, don't, I didn't even look at it, to be honest. Oh. But, um, yeah. What else, Dan? Uh, I don't know what else. No what inside else the doghouse or doghouse with no, Danny H? Or? No, no uh, in the doghouse with Danny H this week. We'll be back next week. All right. What else do we get? We Trying talked a lot of hockey. Break down something else out here. What else did I break down? Oh, actually, there's a point here on my phone. Anybody say any topics they want us to talk yes. about? Yes. Uh, we had one guy talk about golf. And then here is the – here's a topic for you. This is from Jeremy Hanley, good listener of the show from Ontario. Yeah. We sure. finally got out to play golf in Ontario this, this weekend. Everyone and their brother was out, and our round was five hours and 20 minutes for 18. How do you try and stay in a rhythm when you're constantly waiting, dot, 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 asking for a friend? Uh, that's a question I ask myself every time, Jeremy, when I'm playing every golf tournament. Yeah. One, my brain kind of moves a lot faster than everyone else's in, in not like a smart way. It's just like, you know, I see a bug. Oh, there's a bug. And then my golf ball. So, like, yeah. Like, I need to keep moving. Uh, a lot of golf terms I play in. What I try and do is, you know, communicate with the guys in my group. If they're not into talking, that's fine. Then I kind of just, you know, I have a snack or I kind of stretch out a little bit or, mm-hmm. you know, swing the club. Just You got to stay focused, though. And I get long rounds can be hard on people. And, like, you just really got to stay focused on what you're trying to do. Have you ever played with a guy, like, in a tournament and just, ah, nice shot, and he just doesn't talk to you? Oh, just yeah. straight-faced, oh, not yeah. saying a word to you. There's guys, some guys out there. It's probably why they beat me all the time. They, they just don't say anything. They're just like, I'm like, nice shot, man. And then they don't say anything. And I'll say it again at the green. Yeah. And then they, then they can't. So I like almost reassure that I had to say it again. To yeah. I think I'm a nice person. And they're just like, thanks. So, what was that? Speak up. <laughs> yeah. So some guys are just like to themselves, which is totally fine too. Yeah. I mean, that would be like a Brooks Kepka, you know, <laughs> just playing to himself. And, you know, I just. Whatever. Have you ever had any, uh, we've never really, I've never asked you this before, but. Have you ever had any guys, you don't have to say any names, obviously, but any guys just snap? Snap. Just whip their club across the, the green there? Oh, yeah, this past uh, week, uh, last week, uh, I'll say the name, uh, Dez. Me, me and Ripper and Dez were playing, and he's he's having a bad day. He's grumpy. And, I'm, and I, I kind of gave him a pat on the back, but hey, it's all right. Like, you don't get a birdie this hole. So <laughs> hits his tee <laughs> shot right into the bush. And by the time it was off his club face, he's new. Slammed the club down. It landed flat, shattered in half. Oh. So, yeah. They, <laughs> I mean, it happens. Like, guys that snap, I mean, they freak out. Yeah. But. I mean, more like in, like, tournament play. Have you seen that? Uh, 
don't think in my group. Maybe I've seen guys like slam their clubs. I mean, I've done it before, but yeah. I never broke one because my old man said if I ever break a club, he'd, he'd never buy me one ever again. So yeah, makes sense. I mean, they ain't cheap, so no, they're not. <laughs> I mean, I've had last summer. I, I kind of had a little episode oh, yeah. there at the, near the end when <laughs> <laughs> threw my driver, but uh, hey, I laughed about it after, so it's all right. Yeah, that's all right. It's yeah. just showing passion. Exactly. You're like Ovi. Jamie Ben. That's how much I love the game. Exactly. You're not getting you, mad. You don't love the game. You care that much. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's get to our guest here today. He's from Texas. He was the 2011 Corn Ferry Tour money leader. He's a sick player, a great person with his words. He's now a driving range pro, providing tips and lessons for all. JJ Keeling, a.k.a. West Texas driving range, driving range pro. We hope you enjoy it. Joined by a guy that is born in Texas, professional golfer, and a driving range pro. He's won the Corn Ferry Player of the Year in 2011, and he's best known as the West Texas Driving Range Pro. We were pleased to be joined by JJ today. Thanks for the podcast, man. Dude, glad, glad to be here for the people. Let's do it. You know, Alana told me to find your name, and then all I have to do is actually just read your handle. It just says JJ. And your full yeah, name shit. on there. Yeah, there you go. I mean, my God, how hard was that? <laughs> like, like, I'm surprised your like your area code wasn't there too. I mean, it's uh, your name's JJ Keeling, and we're here. We're happy. Danny H is in the house. Yeah, JJ, how's it going? Just keeping it real. I was going to put my social security number on my uh, Twitter handle, but I thought that was probably not going to work out too well. All right. Okay, first off, let's get right into here. We just talked off the record. Uh, obviously, living in Texas. What's uh, what's new with you? I know things are a little different down there than up here in the you know the north. Um, but, yeah, let's just chat what's going on with you. Not, not a lot, man. I mean, I started, uh, I stopped playing golf professionally for like four years, started back, had some corn fairy tour status left, um, activated it, been doing a shitload of Monday shooters, miss most of them. And if I don't, I'm in a playoff, probably, uh, got into a PJ tour event not long ago. Um, me and John Peterson, you guys know PD at all. We started for the people, uh, podcast and it's been really, it's been great, man. We've been kicking ass doing that, having a lot of fun. Uh, we don't know what the hell we're doing, so I think that's how that basically works, as you guys would know, right? Oh yeah, we're <laughs> that's, the that's exact how, team. Yeah, yeah that's how that's how it happens. We hope someone's listening because we're yeah, sponsored. I know, team, so it's perfect. But uh, but yeah, dude, been doing that, and it's 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 been good trying to play. I teach shitload of lessons, did about a thousand online lessons last year. Uh, do a bunch working on a golf course project here, Red Feather Golf Club, with my good buddy Brad Ralston. Um, starting construction there in a few weeks. Um, other than that, nothing. That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. Um, well, I, I want to talk more to you just before we get into this. Like, so I, obviously I saw you on, on Twitter doing your videos and your teaching and, you know, and then slamming a beer right after, you know, that adds character. Um, but first, you know, I just want to like, you know, chat about that, like, like your backyard, like how nasty is that? Like, I mean, it's kind of a mess sometimes, but I mean, uh, other than that, it looks great. Yeah, it's great. People don't, if people think it's a mess, they can get their ass down here and clean it for me if they exactly. want. I mean, how does that sound? I mean, a guy, it only blows 40 miles an hour every day that you're here. So there's shit flying all over the place. It's hard to keep tidy, but yeah, it's a nail situation, man. We did it a little bit ago, a little practice facility, do a bunch of teaching there, dude, my teaching and everything like grew exponentially during COVID. You know, it's one yeah. of those lucky businesses where like, you know, golf in general grew a bunch during COVID, but like mm. people straight up, didn't have a lot that they could do. Right. So yeah. golf never closed here. Um, obviously even guys, if they were stuck in quarantine or whatever, they still wanted to like maybe look at their swing or just have some sort of glimpse of normalcy. Right. So started doing a bunch of just like fun videos, tips. And, and then uh, a lot of that uh, teaching stuff grew there. Uh, went through all the PGA stuff after I, uh, well, I was playing, but like PGA 
teaching certification, whatever, different than the PGA yeah. tour, but it opened up a lot of different opportunities and stuff like that there too. And then, um, yeah, man, it's just, it's been good. I think it's nice to relate to people, right? You see someone like golf instructor slam a beer. They're like, yeah, that's the shit that I'm here for, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and I was curious to you, like, do you have a certain course you play at or a membership at? I mean, I, or are you trying to play everywhere? Yeah. I mean, here in Lubbock, so like West Texas, we get about 300,000 people or so. So decent sized town, Texas Tech's here, big university. But like, other than that, the, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth, that's kind of the biggest city. That's probably, you know, four and a half hour drive away. So, um, I used to, I lived in Fort Worth when I was playing full time, was a member at one called Mira Vista Colonial where the tournament's there next week. But, uh, yeah, dude, I straight up, uh, I play, I play, uh, Lake Ridge, I live kind of out there across the street from my house. Another one called Hillcrest. I play all the time uh, where the Carney Cup is. Reese Air Force Base slash Golf Center. Uh, play there quite a bit. Signature Hole's got a porn shop and six fireworks stands. So I do a lot of my uh, golfing out there for the most part. And then I travel a bunch. So, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll tee it up wherever. Wherever there's a game, man, I'll That's play. Awesome. I, I do want to talk about some money later and gambling and whatnot later on in this. Yeah. But I first, before that, before we – well, I guess we all – probably gambled at some point when we we're junior golfers, whether it's a milkshake or whatnot, junior golf for you, you know, did you excel right away, you know, college, obviously you went to a college after that, you know, just walk us through your junior experience and then, yeah. Yeah, dude. So I like, I grew up in San Diego, California and I, I, uh, I didn't, uh, I played golf, but not like the kids today, man. Like I started playing when I was about eight and then would maybe play like once a week nails weather in San Diego, but I played like every other sport. So I played baseball, basketball. I played football all the way to high school, broke my arm and really like stuck with golf after that. So I was kind of a late bloomer. Like I was pretty good when I was a kid. I could shoot par when I was 12 years old, just, you know, playing once a week or so Sunday morning. But yeah. You know, nowadays kids are like regimented with track man and all that shit, looking at their numbers left and right, all that kind of, you know, kind of stuff. But yeah, I played all the sports, which I think helps too, right? It's like sometimes yeah. you get like these kids that are like golf, you know, like, you know, win tournament, you're not my son type stuff. And it's like, dude, sometimes <laughs> you got to like have different, whatever. You guys are probably, you, I know you are, right? Big hockey guys. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, a lot of similarities in general, but, but there's a different sort of mentality that you kind of learn in every single sport. So, uh, enjoy doing that. But anyway, make a long story short, I broke, had like a horrible broken arm in football playing in high school. My family moved out to Texas when I was like a junior in high school. And we uh, started playing golf all day, every day, moved to Lubbock, not really a golf town compared to San Diego, but my golf game got way better because that's all I did every day. So yeah. got a scholarship. Yeah. I got a scholarship row to play TCU in Fort Worth. And we were top five, top 10 team in the nation every single year, got better and better and better Turn pro Corn Ferry Tour, won a few times, won the money list out there, played PGA Tour, and now I work at a driving range, so hell of a deal. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, back just a little bit back to the amateur side of things. So, obviously, you know what, like, the Canadian juniors are or, or Canadian amateurs? Yeah, sure. So, did you play any Canadian uh, amateurs? Uh, no, man, I played in Canada, uh, quite a bit. I haven't, didn't, didn't play as an amateur ever. I think my first Canadian adventure playing, uh, Gretzky, it was nationwide tour at the time. Uh, he had one at Georgia Bay. You guys ever been there or played there? No. So it was like Wayne Gretzky's tourney. So, uh, played one of the prime days with him. Freaking awesome experience. Good dude. Um, loves a great goose fire the few of those down and has himself a day like all the time. Yeah. Um, and then I played uh, the PJ Tour event, the Canadian Open. The year I played it was in Hamilton, pretty sick track. 
I don't know. Can't play golf there. I think they burned all the golf courses down there or something. I don't think you can play there anymore, but used to play. If you could ever play there again, it was probably a pretty sick spot. But yeah, great experiences, great fans. Dude, the Canadians are the first hole at Canadian Open. I just hit a piece of shit off the tee, like way right. And I flew it right into this guy's chest, like right on the fly. I'm like, I killed this son of a bitch. I get up there and the guy apologizes to me. He apologized for me hitting the shittiest drive of the whole tournament right into his chest. And I was like, these are the nicest people ever. Like, I don't, I mean, nice. Oh. I mean, God dang, can't even get any nicer. Almost kill someone. They apologize for that. Hell of a deal. <laughs> Did you sign his chest? I should have. I like gave him a ball glove. And then I was like, bro, I, I can't give you two, like a whole dozen balls. Cause if I hit it, like I did off this hole, I'll be out of balls. Like immediately the course is pretty tough. So, um, yeah, he was awesome. Kind of followed me around. We had a beer after the round. It was, it was a good deal. Like he was kind of wheezing while he was drinking the beer. Cause I think I ruptured something in, inside of his chest, but it was, a, it was a hell of a nice experience for me and hopefully him if he's alive. Ugh. Yeah. Now he has like heart issues now. Like this, was it sternum? Oh, it was worth it though. And yeah. It was, yeah. I wow. mean, it, it was, it was definitely a foul ball that flew, hit him on the fly. <laughs> okay. I want to talk. Well, I just more college golf. Does that mean, did you win a lot in college? I mean, not, not necessarily. Like I wasn't, I mean, in all honesty, I was all American in college or whatever. You can't suck, be all American, but bunch of good finishes dude but i didn't start winning tournaments i didn't, didn't even win in college like play the best schools every single week i started winning tournaments when i was a pro right when i turned pro for some reason like something clicked started winning on mini tours uh you know nationwide tour had a gazillion top fives uh on that tour and it kind of i don't know i got better as a pro it was yeah. weird I, I was kind of a not really a late bloomer but i like wasn't too serious about the game in general as far as like this could be my job until I got like a scholarship to play golf in college. Right. Yeah. So, so here, my... here's a question for you. Like, like being a golf pro and I've been told this stat, they say between the ages of 25 and 34, 35, that's your best peak. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, probably, <laughs> I mean, dude, it's one of those sports where like mental and physical kind of meet up, right? Like yeah, whatever, dude, you're playing hockey, you're playing football, unless you're Tom Brady, you're playing, you know, baseball, whatever. I mean, 22 to 30 is probably like nails age, anything after 30, you're like a dinosaur, but yeah, I mean, yeah. not, a, not a golf man. I mean, dude, VJ Singh, I don't, I'm not going to let stats get in the way of a good story here, but he won something like, like 40 times in his forties, right. Playing golf. Yeah. So, I mean, golf's totally different dynamic, and especially now, like ball goes far clubs go farther. Um, I think he can be pretty solid. However, if you look at the best players ever, their careers were kind of between those ages that you said one exception for sure is, is Hogan. Like Hogan didn't win a major till he was in his mid thirties at least. Yep. Um, but yeah, dude, I think any sport like where mental and physical kind of meet up late twenties, early thirties is probably the best time. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Okay. Well, I want to talk. What I want to talk now, biggest adjustment, I guess, going from, you know, like I said, amateur college, pro so you know obviously it's a little different you're you're, you're they're, they're feeding you they're giving you the meal pass for college and then going to pro you're playing for your life yeah no that's it i mean some guys thrive and some guys suck basically it's like and it depends i will say this like in, in school my college coach and, and i loved him nice guy he wasn't a massive like golfer as far as i'm going to give you instruction and tell you how to act on the course blah 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 he didn't really care he's just like your guys are at a nail school. Like you have the best practice facility. 
figure it out yourself or you won't travel with the team. It was like, oh, hell of a deal. So they kind of treated us like pros, right? You get a lot of guys and they go, hey, man, whatever, you just turn pro, but I'm used to somebody like babysitting me the whole time, work out yeah. at this time, eat this, eat that. It's like, well, if we wanted to tie one on at night and have qualifying the next day at seven, well, you better be able to perform hungover. You're going to miss the tournament. I mean, that's for God dang yeah. sure. Yeah. So we were, we were kind of on our own, but that's, I guess that's why a bunch of guys from our school play PGA tour and play there for a long time. Yeah. It's kind of like the old saying, I mean, like obviously I like coach hockey, you know, you kind of give an inch, but don't take a mile or whatever. What's that saying? I give an inch. Don't, don't take a foot. I mean, so, I don't know. Something like that. You're close. Yeah. It's just a lot of measurements. I'm out on that. <laughs> exactly. You guys are metric system. I don't know what meters and shit. I mean, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it made sense. Sure. It made sense in your head though. It definitely did. It sounded a lot better coming out there in my brain. You know what? Moving on here. All right, nationwide tour. Um, you know, a lot of questions come in later in our, our segment, but you play the nationwide tour, you had some great success, I thought. Um, yeah, just walk us through that. What is that there, beer? Yeah. What kind of beer is that? You oh. think I'm gonna you think I can talk to you guys without drinking? I mean, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> this is a uh know, Dallas, yeah. this is a Lake Lakewood. This is a night ender for me. This is a stout. So this is like a nine, yeah, a nine and a half percent type stuff. Ooh, when you survive boy. a tornado, you drink a stout. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> sure, I would too. <laughs> yeah, dude. What, what was the question? What were we talking about? Uh, what, what was going on tour, uh, okay. stats on there. Walk us through. Uh, walk us through that. Nationwide, it's great tour. So like I remember, um, so Q School. I'm sure you guys are familiar with Q School, right? Yeah. Like you used to be able to get your PJ Tour card there. It was like it was way better than it is now. You can actually super big pressure. Well, I like fizzled out my, my first two times. First time I missed by one. Second time I missed first stage by like two. Now I'm on first stage again, which is first. It's supposed to be the easiest. It always seems like it's hard as shit. And I shoot. I'm on the number round four, year three. And I shoot a 40 on the front. I'm like, well, fuck, this is not going to end well for me at all. So what happens? I shoot a 30 on the back. I don't know how I do it. I shoot a 30 on the back and then I like make it on the number, the exact number. Yeah. And, th and then second stage, second stage, I straight up uh, finish like fourth. And then I almost get my tour card. I shoot like two over the last day and I'm on the number there and play corn Ferry tour nationwide, whatever at the time. And we always kept my card top 40, top 60, and then switched to a guy my fourth year, Chris O'Connell. I was like, I got to get better, right? I'm going to be out here forever. So this, this guy was awesome. Uh, coaches, Matt Kucher. I think he was Scott Piercy at the time. Uh, my buddy, Matt Wybring. Anyway, Jason Schultz, good ball strikers. I was like, I got to go see this guy. Dude, my iron game got super solid. I won the Corn Ferry Tour money list. I think I had seven top fives, a couple That's wins. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. And, and I kind of putted like I always had. I always prided myself as like the worst ball striker on any tour, right? That's like my claim to fame. That's what I can hit it far. I hit people, wedge game, solid, but just not, not fun to watch. But short game, whatever. Can't teach heart type situation. And, dude, he got me where I – I mean, greens and rag, everything was way, way good. Uh, tour, whatever. I made like 17 cuts in the PJ Tour. We kept getting hurt and had a couple shoulder surgeries. And now I'm talking to you guys. So downward spiral, if I, if I would say so. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, no, now you're talking to me. You think that's a downward spiral? Now you're talking to me. That's the downward spiral. Okay. Well, this question's going to suck then. I mean, you know, I mean, playing on the PGA Tour, obviously you mentioned some, you know, injuries. What would you say really held it from like year after year after year playing the PGA Tour? Like, uh, I mean, injuries don't help any anything at all. Yeah. Um, 
PJ Tour, the difference is like I won a couple of Corn Ferry Tour events, like 22 under, 22 under tw- two weeks in a row, like a bunch of 20. The courses are easier out there, right? You, you yeah. can't hit it bad and shoot 22 under. You still got to make you got to make a lot of putts, do things like that. But the PJ Tour is a ball strikers tour, man. It is a straight up. That's why you see guys like Justin Thomas. He was only on Corn Ferry Tour for a year, but he never won, right? But a bunch of Keegan Bradley, same type of deal. I think his rookie year on tour, he won a major and another tournament, but like the Byron Nelson, but he never won on Corn Ferry. I mean, it's a PGA Tour is a ball strikers tour, like under par means something. Um, totally different deal. And I just started not hitting it good, switch equipment, wasn't quite like confident in my stuff. And because I was a mental midget as well, um, Boom. What happens? Mr. Card finished like 135 FedEx Cup. Oh, yeah. Have a day. <laughs> Have a day. Well, you know, it, it's funny you made that, that, that good point because, like, so like my cousin Caddy's on the PGA Tour for answer. Yeah. And, you know, he was a great player. Like, he was, you know, shooting 62, 63, 60. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know how it is. And yeah. he's like, these guys are like here and he's here. And, and yeah. his cap's a plus six and a half or seven, whatever, whatever it is. I mean, just yeah. to see the talent levels grow from one, like, let's say the American Hockey League, to the NHL. It's yeah. great. I mean, that's 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 it, dude. I mean, it's some guys you play with, or I see them like they're ass kicking machines. Like speed, you love watching like speed. Dude, that guy can bomb it. Yeah. I mean, if he swings like a serial killer, you're like, well, this guy's gonna just lose ten balls. Like yeah. you know, long drive guys. I love long drive guys. I'm boys with a lot of them. But you see, like the when they're not playing golf for score, but when they're like trying some dude like swinging out of their shoes, you're like, well, that was cool. Like, <laughs> but you're going to break windows too. Right. Yeah. Um, but I love watching the speed. A lot of those guys can harness and they're great players nonetheless. But dude, I, th- I think it's, I think it's just, it's, it's a tough, there's a mindset to it as well, but you're playing on the PGA tour. Your first year out there, you're playing against guys that have played the event 20 times, right? Yeah. Corn Ferry tour. A lot of these guys, you know, I was there four years, but four years is kind of a lot for out there without, you know, and then those guys go to the PGA tour, but there's so much like course knowledge and kind of knowing where to stay, what to do. I know this is going to be the cut. I know the pin will be here Thursday. I mean, that's kind of a, the different dynamic as well out there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to talk about what you're doing now. I mean, driving range pro, yeah. you know, there's, there's there actually, there was one driving range here in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's no longer a thing now, but, uh, walk us through, like, are you living the same, like, obviously you have a nice house and whatnot, I'm assuming, but, uh, you're kind of like tin cup. Yeah. Kind of, kind of. Um, yeah. My therapist is an Indian dude though. It's not like this hot <laughs> chick, like Renee Russo. However, credit to him for being fairly attractive, dude. But yeah, it's kind of, I mean, I started a business called four golf, some guys a few years ago when I stopped playing and it's to say it's a driving range is not is a little bit of an understatement. It's 52,000 square feet, like all this event space. I have a teaching studio in there, kind of like top golf. We sold it a few months back to a great group um, of guys that are doing, doing a kick-ass job running it now. Um, but yeah, dude, got into technology development game, like uh, had a, had a tech, uh, company um, that that uh, you know some guys founded that we were a part of called Big Shots and it was and it was awesome. They had a couple uh, just fun developing golf games, getting hardware, talking to software, um, 
and, you know, we had flight scopes talking to the games. There was a pinball game that was great. Um, and then we kind of sold that, you know, then got into this top golf, top tracer stuff. It's just business dynamic, dude. I GM'd in 2019 for a majority of the year. Nice. So we, uh, well, I should say 18, half of 18, half of 19. So learned a lot of, learned a lot of stuff, man. I was thrown into the school of hard knocks immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine being a GM at a golf course, but, uh, Seems like a lot well, ours of is a bar. Yeah, ours is essentially a bar. Like we're open till we were open till one a.m. on the weekend, and a majority of our volume is on Friday, Saturday night after yeah. five o'clock. So I was running a sports. I was running a sports bar, <laughs> and then golf was just like in there. Like, yeah. dude, we had like we were like budgeting. I remember our first year, we're like, we're gonna have this many clubs, this many whatever. We broke twelve hundred clubs the first year. <laughs> oh, really? People suck ass. Yeah, people are terrible. Like you mix in a little <laughs> bit of booze, they don't even know which way to swing, and it's a goddamn magic show out there every single night man shit that, flying everywhere it's like vietnam <laughs> we need one of those places here yeah well it's kind of, yeah, you kind do. of it yeah. is, but we have an indoor one here so like yeah. that's where we do our, our podcast from and one of the guys was telling me one day that one guy was playing and he stood in front of the screen he's like he's like try and hit me like like smash your drive and try and hit me and the, the yeah. owner had walked by and he's like dude you're gonna get killed <laughs> but yeah. you, you yeah. hit a guy from 300 300 yards away this guy's six feet away from the <laughs> golf ball and he's like hit me oh, yeah. Yeah, you're dead. You're dead, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Dumbass. Have a nice have have a nice life. See you later. <laughs> okay, you're you're supporting us. We're gonna support you. You're a lot bigger. But let's chat about for the people podcast and what obviously what what it's about. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. No, no, for sure, dude. I like like I'm I'm all in for podcast fam. We're new at it, and like I I don't mind talking with everybody. I know we were like connecting off and on or whatever because I was doing Monday shooters or out of it or intoxicated or whatever. I don't know where I was. However. <laughs> I don't mind it, man. Wait. I think our niche. So I'm with John Peterson. If you guys don't know, John Peterson played PJ tour for a while. Um, still has some starts left. Uh, Should have won the U S open in 2012. He'll admit that he was a pussy and was just trying to two putt. Cause he knew he'd make about half a million, just two putting the last few holes. Um, so we've had, it, it's good. I mean, he, he lights people on fire and uh, I try not to stand in his way half the time, but no, dude, we have a good, uh, we have, we have kind of a good uh, podcast relationship. We both played on tour, which is a nice, like reputable thing, whatever. Yeah. Cause people ask us questions They're like, what's this, what's that? We're like, dude, I'll tell you, like, I don't care. Yeah. Who am I? So then, um, and we are buddies with everybody. I mean, did some people hate us? Yes, for sure. Obviously they do. Um, but we, we had a good time. So whether it's like the club reps or, you know, a lot of former players, caddies, we had a good time hanging out, tell, talking about the tournaments, whatever. Yeah. So for the people, been super lucky with how successful um kind of it's been early um kind of have a little bit of a cult slash mafia following out there and i'm here for it like i played the texas yeah. open the pj tour event a few weeks ago and dude we were getting like a bunch of for the people fans and they were not they were not sober when they were yelling at it so we've <laughs> kind of figured out our demographic um but but it's all right it's it's it's, it's been fun man how about you guys have you guys i mean you're, you've done a lot more episodes than we have but have you guys uh you guys enjoyed it yeah i think so i mean i guess we're 14 ish months now in, and like, yeah, it started from using a cell phone to, you know, we got some material and all the stuff you need to do it. Um, but I, I was going to ask you though, like, like, what was the hardest thing that you found doing it? Like, like, yeah, the podcast, the first thing you started. Um, just, we didn't know, you don't know what to do. Like we didn't listen to a lot of podcasts. Like everybody thinks, Hey, let's start a podcast. Well, shit. Every, there's so many podcasts out yeah. there. Yeah. And there's a reason why, like, there's a reason why some are good. Right. It's like, it's kind of the ebb and flow of it. It's hard not to talk over someone sometimes, 
right? Yeah. And then you've got the sound component and then you've got, so we were like, I oh, dude, let's just like kick it back and forth, like just us and see what happens. Cause we didn't know like who we would get, what we would get. And it was like, we're so lazy work. We can't find someone every week. Like what we need to just pop off on our own if we can't find anybody. Right. Or I'm going to grab the mailman in here and going to have to interview him or something. And that's, that's essentially what you guys are doing right now. So that's a hell of a situation for you guys. But um, I mean, dude, it's, it's, it, it's been fun. So, but I mean, we've had awesome guys on Gankiest country music guys, just, I don't know, man, like guys we've met along the way, whether it's pro or whatever, got a whole list of other dudes um, that are going to be on there. And we just answer basically questions that no one uh, will want to answer um, on that plays team. professional golf because yeah. they're afraid that they'll lose every sponsorship on the planet. Right. And you yeah. said you, uh, you get country music artists on who's the biggest country guy you've had. Yeah. Well, so we just, we just had Tracy Lawrence on. So, I mean, I, he's kind of like one of the OGs, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, Petey's buddy. We have a bunch of Texas country guys that we know. I mean, dude, I don't even know how many episodes we've done. We've probably only like, how, like a dozen in maybe 13 or maybe good. like yeah. we haven't done we haven't done a ton um but like gankis whatever mm-hmm. message yeah, just, him and he's such a badass dude we recorded too like i was in vegas and i was not in good shape and i forgot to record the whole thing we were talking for like an hour and a half so <laughs> the guy comes right back on guy comes right back on and does it again so i mean nice. dude he's a hell of a dude honestly yeah. if anybody wants to know about gg like gg is, is solid he's nails He's a good teacher. I'm glad he gets paid well for it now because he knows his shit. But um, yeah, we've had really good buddies. I, dude, a lot of the guys that I teach just from online, I started teaching a bunch of NFL guys, uh, really good boys with Danny Woodhead. You guys remember like for the Patriots, Chargers, Jets, yep. yeah. Slauson, Matt Slauson, offensive lineman. They have a podcast called OON and those guys are super solid and their podcast is funny as hell and, and uh, been with him a bunch. And then me and Petey pop off a little bit yeah so we've been back and forth nice that's awesome yeah and i I just back to what you said earlier the one cool thing i'd say that i i take out of this whole thing is like just connecting with with new people Mm, talking to new people but new people new connections like any learn from every person you have on i mean i'm learning so much today me jj (laughs) (laughs) that's not good (laughs) it's not good for you um but yeah dude the golf community is cool because like there's all different ages demographics whatever that played it and like you guys love it for your own reasons me and Petey hate it for our own reasons and but there's like there's all this like in the middle right where yeah. people want to yeah. talk about it like tell me about this i'll be like oh tell them about this i think we've been able to really relate to like just the common golfer in general so sometimes people especially instruction do that's what i've learned all oh, the you know supination and flexion of your wrist needs to be you know, 46.9. Well, whatever. I would rather jump off a bridge and listen. I don't know what that means, Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, here, let me show you, like you're opening this beer right here. Try not to spill it on your downswing right here. You are, that's what you're doing right there. They're like, Oh shit. That's a hell of a deal. Like here's all my money. Take it all. Everything that you have. Thanks for showing me that. It's like, you're welcome. Come back next week. So it's that's just, it's real. just, dude, it's just a, yeah, man. It's just about communication, bro. Right. Like whatever, yeah. you, you know, if you're, if you're recruiting or teaching or whatever hockey, it's just, some people are visual. Some people are hands-on some people, you can tell them what to do and write a paragraph and they'll read it and they'll do it. So mm-hmm. it's, everybody's different, man. That's the thing about teaching too. Like you've had to, yeah, I, patient I, too. I don't want, yeah, bro. I don't, I don't, I wasn't a horrible teacher when I started teaching people, but you learn real quick. I do that. 75 is not the same as someone that's 17 with the way they move yeah. and the way they think and things like that. Yeah. Alrighty. That's unreal. 
Let's move on to our segment called Questions from the Gallery, brought to you by our good friends over at TaylorMade Golf. There's a reason the number one player in the world uses TaylorMade, so why shouldn't you? The all-new Sim 2 and Sim 2 Match drivers are incredible, and they have so much more to offer. Check out TaylorMade Golf today. Team TaylorMade. All right, JJ. There's a ton of questions here. Oh, commercial. Live commercial. <laughs> it's a live ad read right there. Wow. Good. Now you don't have to edit that. That's a hell of a deal for you. <laughs> nice work. A little easier. Yeah. All right. Wasn't sure if there's a trip or not, but all right. <laughs> Off to our uh, first one here. From, I think you have a lot of, like I said, a lot of followers that wrote in, but Chris Billings, favorite Monday shooter site. <laughs> I read that later. I wrote that, by the way, too. Oh, God. Monday shooter. Well, I, I played one today in San Diego. And in your mind, when you think of San Diego, you think of bikinis, the ocean, Robert. sun. No, fake news. We had like straight up <laughs> hail and snow going down. Like, oh, I, I think I I think I had been under par my last 24 rounds in Monday shooters. And I shot at 81, finishing in just hailstorm, absolute hailstorm. I was over par early. I think maybe even a one under made it through this thing. Um, so that's oh. definitely at Bear Creek and Semecula with the rain and snow without a doubt that's my favorite monday shooter course so uh credit to those guys in their snow course Jay, quickly here before dan jumps in uh is monday shooter just trying to let a monday qualifier yeah that's what it is that's all it is just a monday shooter okay i like that name though it's cool yeah just uh, hashtag monday shooter, shooters tour you should call that yeah yeah <laughs> just just it's just a monday shooter because you it's just a total crap shoot you just throw your name in there and see what they pull out see what the golf gods pull out for the day Okay, so what happens in it? Like, do you qualify for an event, or is that just like a Monday, like, 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 like a loop? Well, so, so, uh, just because it's credit to myself for being this amazing player, yeah. PGA Tour ones, like, because I have Corn Ferry Tour status, I don't have to do the pre queue, so like, it's oh, just okay. the Monday qualifier to get in the PGA Tour event. Gotcha. So, the things start with like 300 people, and then they whittle down to like a hundred, which is the Monday qualifier. And then I can go to that one, but then only four guys make it. So, yeah. and these are like a bunch of PJ tour guys, mini tour guys, corn fairy tour guys, one round. So you can imagine that you're just trying to knock flag six down. Yeah. Right. All right. Kyle asks best course in Texas. Uh, my favorite, I just got back from blue Jack national tiger Woods design. I think it's ranked it's top hundred in the U S but whispering pine is great too, but this thing is, is nails, dude. They have a 10 hole par three course. That's lit till midnight. Um, they have about the most amazing condition. It looks like Augusta national. Um, they have little motorcycle scooters. You can ride with coolers and speakers on them. Um, the vibe of this place is unreal. So look up blue Jack national. You guys will look at mine and PD's stuff from the last week. I was there yeah. with him and uh, it's amazing. The 12th hole, it's kind of the farthest from the clubhouse. They have something called the jerky shack. They have some dudes smoking brisket, sausage, like smoked turkey sandwiches. They always have pretty good looking bartenders. They have frozen jackhammers. That's their signature drink, full bar. And you basically just sit there on the signature hole part three that looks like Augusta. And you can either take a five hour break or you can just breeze on through. But there's always like 50 people there chilling, hanging out. A bunch of TVs. Awesome. Wow. We got to move to Texas. Texas well, I mean, yeah. at least move, at least move there. At least move yeah. there. <laughs> well, you guys are in Canada, so the sun doesn't go down for the next three months. So you might as well stay there and play golf all day long. And I just got my shot today, so I'm only like nine months away from going down there. So, uh, well, I want to ask. Oh, uh, perfect. Yeah, I want to ask a question about the, the restrictions. Was Texas ever locked down or anything? Um, yeah, it just depends where you were. Um, we actually had a bunch of shots in Lubbock. I think I got both mine like back in I don't know February. Yeah, both. But oh wow. Yeah, I had them both in February, but we had a surplus. We just had a gazillion shots here um dude i think uh i'm trying to think 
we never closed in Lubbock. It, it, like the, the governor here, he was a pro business state, which is why like the economy and everything bounced back Same with like Florida. So yeah, um, right. some cities, some cities maybe were closed for a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but then everyone was like, well, we're stupid assholes for closing golf courses because that's just stupid, right? You're in yes. a wide open 300 acre field. It's yeah. like, I mean, don't make out with your playing partner. If they make a clutch putt, to you know to win the hole it goes without saying just don't be an idiot oh, so exactly and then and yeah and then you go to, well you go to walmart and you'd be like well this guy has no clothes on he has a mask <laughs> on but he's got no clothes on and there's 700 people in here at the same time so 300 acre field probably acceptable so exactly, yeah. probably give or take man i mean whatever people that wanted shit to close down close down people that you know certain states where golf and stuff could be open it's fine they're just like, use, I mean, use your brain, right? Yeah. That's basically what was going down. Yeah. All right. And I think this is probably one of your, like one of your own listeners from your podcast. You probably can get into yours. It's probably so big. So we got into Whatever. our questions. Whatever. From, from <laughs> T from, from T for Texas too. best wedge bounce. That's definitely one of your, one of your listeners, uh, best wedge bounce and grind for West Texas conditions. Do you guys, do you guys, do you guys not go full wedge grind uh, on your pod? Really? Do you got to discuss the wedge questions very often? No. Wedge grind and bounce, leading edge technique. No. Uh, well, because, hold on, because JJ, we didn't tell you earlier. So Dan, what's your handicap on beers? Oh boy, yeah, I'm more there to drink and. Yeah, Dan's I'm, a morale guy. Yeah, I'm the morale guy. I'm a plus cap. Oh, yeah, out there now, and my bro is like a 10, 12. So, yes. Yeah, like, oh, so y'all are y'all are. I mean, you guys play. I mean sounds like us except we like to drink and you guys are worse golfers other than that it's just a hell of a situation <laughs> go, yeah Body. we've got the we've got the common denominator that's it no yeah. i mean it's it's all about the fellowship hanging out and that's it i mean dude the wedges so a little bit of an advanced question so texas 69 2-4 whatever um <laughs> yeah bro we have firm firm conditions here so really depends on your technique though so and you guys I might be preaching to the choir here. I don't know. But if you're a rotational forearm player, you're going to want more bounce on your wedge because you're going to use the bounce. Um, if you're a leading edge type player, chipper, you want a little bit less. So I think it depends on your technique. But uh, I like low bounce and, you know, grind where I can just lay it straight open. The more bounce you have, though, the easier it is to hit out of a bunker. The more bounce you have, the harder it is to, like, open it up and hit a flop off a tight yeah. line. So a little bit of... I think try and see what you're the most successful with. Right. That's kind of what I tell people. Yeah. There's guys that have in the hall of fame that have used both kinds. So yeah. who am I to tell you what to do? Not in the hall of fame yet. <laughs> Jerks. Let me to go. Yeah. Go ahead, Danny. Um, I got one from M Mara or Ma- Myra. Sorry, Myra. Myra. Uh, one thing you miss about being on tour and one thing you don't miss. Um. Well, it sucks not playing for $8 million every week. That's <laughs> a son that. of a bitch. Yeah. And that's it. But I've been trying, I say the travel, I've been traveling a lot for money shooters here lately. But I, when I was playing full, full time, like I have a 10 year old and six year old now, but they were little and they could travel with me. It's fine. But now, you know, there's school, everything else. Like traveling sucks now, man. The older you get, with family, the tougher it is. So definitely don't miss the travel. You probably have heard that a bunch, but the way you're treated, just the atmosphere, the adrenaline, obviously you're playing for a lot of money, but just competing in the sport at the highest level is, is something that, um, 
I definitely miss without a doubt. Yeah. That's one thing I think like Graham Dillette said too. He's like, well, not I just different than what you said actually. But at one point he brought up was when he played the nationwide or whatever it was, the web, the meals <laughs> compared to the PGA to like the the web or whatever it is, was uh, just completely different. Well, dude, yeah, they have. I mean, there's they'll have it. You'll have an omelet guy with like egg whites and you know, organic avocados and some sort of, you know, nectar from the gods. And then or else you're got a McDonald's situation. It's not all, they're all not all like that, but it's like, dude, I love McDonald's, whatever. But I mean, it's, it's different, but these take pretty damn good care of you on corn Ferry tour in all honesty. I think, I think Graham was just so he's, he's such an elitist. I love Graham. You're such an elitist playing in all the biggest tournaments. You forget what the little people are like. <laughs> he probably played one corn fairy tour event in, a, in South America or something. Yeah. And he had to, they had no food, but no, it's pretty, it's pretty good out there, man. All righty. From Jeff Mond. Have you ever putted off the green into the water? Who the hell are these people? And in, in, the only reason I say that is because these questions like hit a little too close to home. So yes, I have. And it happened at a Monday shooter in Houston. So obviously Jeff Mond saw what happened there. Played these greens in Houston. They're fat as shit. I'm pretty sure they were dead. Rolling a 56 on the stimp. Had about a 30 footer. Hardest one on the course. Hit a drive. Whatever. Probably like 380. Whatever. I usually hit a drive. Something like that. Pitching wedge because the pins by the water to like 40 feet. Total shit shot but I'm on the green next putt, next shot from the lake. Oh, wow. You know what I did? I hacked it out of the hazard to about 12 feet and made it. So since you guys are the rules experts, is that a two putt or a three putt? Two putt. It is. Yeah, I think so. Isn't it? Sounds right. I don't know. Chip it out of the water. Well, they have that putt per green and reg stat, though. So, like, oh, I hit oh. it three times after I putted it. Dude, yeah, I so I, I putted – I did put it into the water. Technically, I was in the hazard. I was in these marshy, watery weeds because I didn't just fly the thing into the lake from the green. I mean, I'm not a serial killer here. <laughs> but it, like, kept going and going and going until it barely got over the green. And then I thought it stopped, and then it kept trickling, and then it was in, like, the marsh water weeds. He's obviously – saw me talk about it or do something. And I hacked it out to like 12 feet somehow career shot and then made it for a bogue. Um, <laughs> Maybe so it's yes. one putt. If you put it off, you chip the back on. Now you're, you're kind of, you're under green and red, but you made one putt essentially. Who am I to say? I mean, I consider myself a hero. The fact that we're just talking about it. So <laughs> yes, yes. Should I have just answered the question like that? <laughs> All right. Um, Scott Kolzik asks, just explain how good the PGA tours tour players are. Give us an analogy. Analogy. Um, yeah. Just give us an analogy of how good they are compared to you know your everyday. Well, besides the score and how they shoot and everything, but that's his question. Uh, I mean, they're really good. <laughs> I know. How do you? I mean, it, there's there's like yeah, there's a there's a gazillion golfers in the world, and these guys are the top of the top from like 19 years old to 51 years old. So I mean. I mean, dude, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. I wish I knew hockey. I give it a hockey analogy, but well, that'd be whatever. Like, Think, you know, that'd be like a, a third line East coast hockey player. And then a third line guy in the NHL. I guess you'd say that. Right. right. Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah, it's a dude in his rec league. That's, that's wheezing for air up and yeah. down the ice that needs 10 beers to finish. That's us. Um, that's us. Against some guy that's, 
yeah, I don't know, freaking Crosby. 25 wing Gretzky's. I don't know what the hell's going on, but, but it's <laughs> freaking go. hard. It's hard, man. Yeah. All righty. The intern asks, your caddy in one event is wearing the bib and your name is spelled incorrect on the back. Care to elaborate on that? This has happened. All this stuff is like real reality stuff. This must be real humans asking these. Yeah, it's happened. I've gotten like, I mean, that's the ultimate hashtag play better. I mean, for sure. It's like, dude, what's, I mean, whatever. NHL, if it's your first game in the NHL and they spell the back of your name wrong on your sweater, play better, right? <laughs> get more famous. They cut. won't mispronounce. Yeah. Yeah. Or get cut. Yeah. I mean, just play better. Right. Um, yeah. It's a dude for, uh, yeah, it's happened. I've got, I've got K I L L E N because I'm two L's, two E's. And I've got colonial a few years ago. I got K I L L E A N. Yeah. That was the one. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That was it. Yeah. There's, I mean, that's, I have my, it's not too weird. My name's not too weird. It's not one of those like Eastern European situations where there's lots of vowels and things like that, but yes, yeah. it's happened to me. <laughs> All right. I got one from uh, a bone L I F R L. That's their Twitter <laughs> handle. I think um, could be a robot. Yeah. Whole, whole six at PGA, <laughs> whole six at PGA national or 18 at quail hollow. What's a harder hole? Uh, I don't like PGA national. Some people love it. Um, six at PGA national is a harder hole. It's not a better hole though. Okay. It's a converted. So six, six at PGA national is a short par five that they convert into a four. So it's like the green's not meant as a four, okay. but oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. You can probably look at what the scoring average is for the tour guys, but 18 at quail hollow is just a great, I mean, whatever they just play. There's just a great hole. Yeah. yeah. So six is harder, but 18 is better. Okay. All righty. From Carson McDonald, how many jackhammers did you have at the first day at the Blue Jack? Oh my God. These people are freaking stalkers. Um, <laughs> maybe we, we, maybe a we lot. Should, hey, maybe we should collab. JJ, we'll just run the for the people down in Canada and we'll just, we'll collab up. Let's run it. I like it, dude. We have, we host something called Carney Cup and it is, I mean, it's a nails tournament. It's at, probably the dirtiest course you guys have ever seen in your life. I got pins on edges is a three man scramble and we have ourselves a day. Most of the greens are alive too. So it's a good situation, but y'all need to come down for that. So I'm trying to think dude, jackhammers. I don't know. Like I couldn't even count. I couldn't even count. They were fro They were like, they're in a slurpy machine. I had in the teens. <laughs> I had in the teens after a couple of days for sure. Okay. So what is a jackhammer? Is that like a, like a vodka slushy thing? So that's, that's the signature drink of Blue Jack, kind yeah. of that course I was telling you guys about. Yeah. And they can make them on the rocks, whatever. But when you have a slurpee, slurpee machine, you might as well utilize that. It's only right, you know, it's good manners, I guess. Um, so it's it's uh, white grapefruit juice. No, I lied. White cranberry juice, I guess Sprite, and then deep eddy vodka, ruby red. Have you ever had deep eddy vodka or heard of it? No. All right. It's really popular in the States. It's, uh, it's flavored vodka, but not like, not like you're thinking we're like a liqueur where it's, it's like the same ABV as vodka, right? Yeah. Like it can put you in the spirit world. Like if you, I mean, it's like Tito's or Grey Goose or whatever. So that's, that's all it is. And if it's frozen, it's probably like a bad batch of edibles or something. You don't really know who made the frozen batch. <laughs> so you could have something that's, probably lower you could have something where you're like licking the trees every other hole so 
I don't know. I don't know I what batch it. I got, but the scooter, the scooter, I got my uh, deposit refunded. So credit to myself. Danny? Um, is this one from Sam or is this just a question? That one's from me because okay. I, I love this question. Ask him golf pros this one. Okay. Yeah. Ask it. Here we go. And I want the answer. Yeah. Some people don't oh, like answering, shit. but uh, so how much cash have you ever played for? And uh, what's your next one here? Biggest money match, you know, win or lost. Yeah. Um, Petey and I played for like 40 grand a couple weeks ago. Um, really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty grand. Yeah. So, yeah. And we won credit to ourselves. Oh. So we were in the oh, Monday. Time out, time out, time out. You guys were a team, yeah. right? Best ball? Yeah, best ball. Oh, so we were sorry. a team. You guys well, played together for 40 grand. Yeah, no, we were, we were a team. Okay. We played. So it was kind of attorney, but slash it costs, you know, whatever, every, you put in 10 grand and stuff like that. So yeah, we, we had, we had, we had like, I played a Monday qualifier. We had all this cash on us and I had like, I don't know, man, probably 25 stacks in my truck. And I didn't know, I mean, I couldn't go to a bank. I was way far away from my bank. So I like, I made, I made it through the Valero Texas open. I'm like, I split it up. I think I put like 10 stacks in my bag. So I was carrying around like 10 stacks in my Monday qualifier bag, had another 15 in my truck. PD doesn't trust anyone. So I think he had two loaded weapons in his golf bag <laughs> and like 20 large. Um, and like I carried his bag. I was like, God dang, dude, how many golf balls do you have in here? He's like, don't like he's got two guns. So I was like, oh, well, this is going to end well for everyone involved in this situation. Um, so, yeah, we uh, that was probably the most. We had some side action and stuff like that, but yeah. Had side action on top of 40 grand? Yeah, yeah. So, so was it 20 a guy or 40 a guy? No, no, no. So everybody put in 10. Oh, and there okay. was like okay. There was like seven. There's like seven. Uh, we played over two days. There's seven, uh, seven teams. So we had 70. We were playing for 70, I guess. Oh. But like the winning okay. team. So took you were like, only out 10 if you lost. Yeah, you're only out 10. Yeah. So, okay. So still a lot. Plus, well, you're off. You're out. You're we were out more than that because there's a bunch of side action. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Wow. That's unreal. That was it. I mean, that was an, I mean, whatever. Maybe you guys play for more than that. But that's I don't know, man. Loose cash gets a little scary because if you lose it, you're screwed. See you later. Exactly. Yeah. I can't but you just play. There's a lot of yeah, there's a there's a Tech, there's a lot of West Texas where I live. There's a lot of gambling going on, especially Midland. It's probably the richest town in the United States, like oil capital of the United States. And like Midland, some dude, Midland, Texas. Yeah. So some dude there, they were rolling dice and they had those little like Coleman pop-up tables. And I was sitting next to him, just hanging out, having myself a cerveza. And he won 850 large playing, uh, just rolling dice. Wow. So there was a lot of loose, <laughs> there was a lot of action on the table. Oh, there was a lot God. of action on the table there. Welcome to God's country. You guys should come down. I want to go to Texas so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to Oklahoma. But how far is that? Drive. It's only an hour from there. Yeah, I did drive. Well, we, we drove, drove two and day. We drove, yeah, two days and a half from Regina to Oklahoma. You didn't even make it to Texas. You stopped at Oklahoma. What the heck happened? Why? Why did you stop there? What is happening? Ah, uh, we were there for a, uh, a buddy's dad's. He was there for a reunion and whatnot. So good time though. Ugh. Good. Go- we played the. Was it chicken horse? I don't know, man. I know. Okay. <laughs> I like. You tell me. I wasn't there, but no, the Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma. Uh, there's there's some good tracks there, but it's not. Te- you need to. Just keep going down. If you hit Mexico, you went too far. But if you're <laughs> past Oklahoma, you know you're in the right spot. 
All right. I want to know lowest round ever. Ball and hole. Um, I've shot 59 seven times. That was wow. my lowest. <laughs> you ever uh, shot 59, you, you, Drew? No, I shot 60 one time at the Goulet Golf Course. It's a par 64. I was 12 years that's, old. That's, pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, I was pumped. But it ain't no 59 in a par 71. Well, this course course is pretty easy, but, but, uh, imagine the guy that designed a 64 par course. Like he finished the course and he's like, this is a masterpiece, like credit to myself. Like this is, uh, this has got all the bells and whistles. Are you sure? 64. Yes. 64. (laughs) Yes. That's it. It's the course. Hell of a There's only two par fives. Yeah. Oh, I can't do math right now. What is there's a hundred par threes and a couple par fours. Uh, I usually go there once a year to work on my iron game. That's about it for par threes. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Well, par fives yeah. are gettable in two. Almost one now for me. Oh, <laughs> <They're laughs> uh, well, it sounds like 59 season. If you play your cards right and you go back out there and play it again, I think you have potential for it. I appreciate that. Okay. I want to know, obviously I follow you on Twitter. So I see, you know, when you play these Monday shooters and you, you know, you pick up, you know, you just randomly tweet, Hey, I'm playing here tomorrow. Who wants to caddy? Do you like that? Is that kind of growing your brand or like, do you not, ha- do you not want to pay a caddy or? Yeah, I don't mind it, dude. Like I wouldn't do it at first just cause like if you get into event, you're COVID tested. Like if I know I'm around myself, like I know I'm relatively disease free. So like, I love the people, I love my followers, but I was like, man, last thing I want is like, I get in and I maybe have COVID or I give this guy one. So I was like, whatever. So once I knew I was like, for sure, couldn't have COVID, you know, anymore and have shots and all this crap. I was like, all right, bro whoever wants a caddy, if I'm in town, bringing it. And I try to get like a high school kid or college kid or whatever, just cause I mean, it's not like it's a great experience caddy for me, but they like it. Right. They're like into it. They want you to do well. No, you're, like, you're being modest. It's definitely probably pretty cool for those guys. That can't, uh, you no, can't, but it's like, I mean, like, yeah, dude, but like whoever it is, like, I, I, you know, I don't mind, especially if someone's sometimes they're nervous in Charlotte, I played horrible. I lost in a playoff last week for Nelson, but in Charlotte, I was like, I was done. I was looking at my phone, trying to get a flight. There was like literally tornadic activity in North Carolina, rain all over the place. I'm like I'm out of here. So I left, tried to get a flight. This poor kid, whatever. I gave him like hundred bucks. I'm like, dude, sorry. I'm out of here. He's like, no man, that was so fun. I was like, I played horrible. Like I should be paying you a thousand dollars just for watching this. <laughs> horrific performance but he's they messed with me he's awesome guys like hey man there's one in south carolina i'll meet you down there whatever so nice. i don't know dude awesome. just well a lot of people are like you know they don't some people it, it helps if someone's caddy just because you don't want to like disrupt other guys in your group most everybody's pretty chill but more importantly you don't want them to like penalize you right because there's yeah. there's weird rules like i don't know if you guys have caddied for pros or like see i mean there's little stuff you can do potentially that you, is no big deal and it's really not but boom penalty right and golf's yeah. that game where it's like we call everything on ourselves because we're totally stupid yeah. and it just happens so i try to pick a guy that's at least like hey bro i played on this college team or i play high school so they kind of know kind of what's game. up yeah for sure yeah, yeah yeah like i don't mind like whatever the happy gilmore the homeless guy in the parking lot sure i'm here for that however that's probably rolling the dice a little bit yeah fair enough danny and more right no yeah. you're done okay well I, I have a couple more here. that's it no, yeah. hold on. I got a couple more here. I, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. I want to know oh, your best. Shocker. Best. Uh, I appreciate that. I'm just getting carved. Um, yeah. Best, you know, best story on, on tour. Like, you must have a funny story for some pro, you and him hanging out, whatever, one night out. Um, Dude, there's a bunch of good ones. I mean, I, 
I played, I played with, and I told, I told this on the, for the people pod, but it was good. Like the Callaway guys, like my rookie year, I was not playing great, but they're like, Hey man, you need to play with Phil. I was like, cool. Like I grew up in San Diego. Phil's from San Diego. Let's have a day. Well, if you know anything about Phil, he's not going to play a practice round with you for free. 0% chance. Wow. So now I'm like pissed at my caddy. I say that. No, he's a nice guy. He would, but yeah. you know, oh. he's, we're going to, we're going to gamble. Right. So God dang it. Like my caddy, I'm like, he's son of a bitch. Like this guy, we could be playing for 20 grand a whole. I have no idea what's happening. This is going to be the worst day of my life. And I'm just going to give up and lose because I have a horrible attitude. So I didn't know what's up. I go to finance PJ tour. There's like finance, right? They're like, all right, you can get out, whatever they say. You can get out two grand. I'm like, Oh, Perfect. So they gave me like two grand and 20. So I have like, like this fat stack in my wallet. It looks like I have a gazillion dollars in there, but I have freaking two grand and twenties in my goddamn wallet. And we get to the first hole playing with my buddy B steel, Brennan steals out there. Yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, everybody's going to play everybody. A, uh, we played like a 15, what were we playing? Thousand dollar, 500 closeout. So only 1500 bucks. I'm like, all right, this is going to be great. I'm only going to lose $1,500. I'm already like chalking it up as a loss at this point. <laughs> I just hate my game. You're already pulling much. it out. Yeah, I hate my game that much. I think Brendan finished like fifth the week before. I'm like, all right, three stacks, whatever, fine. <laughs> so then we get to the first hole and Kip, I don't know if you guys know Kip Henley. He's awesome on Twitter. He's got a gazillion followers, but he was there and he reminded me of it the other day. And it's funny because we talked about it. He's like, he was caddying for Brian Gay at the time. Brian Gay, good. You know, yeah. one few times on the PJ Tour, solid. Actually just won here this year recently. And um, he's like, feels like, hey, me and uh, – you know, Brian will play y'all, whatever, just like 500 bucks a hole. And I'm like, well, shit, that's not like a, whatever, that's goddamn more than this original like situation. Now I'm going to lose a gazillion. Now I got to, this is the player's championship, by the way, where the purse is like $10 million. Oh. I'm like, well, I'm like, oh, great. I'm such a, I'm such a, a mental disaster. You can make the cut and finish last. And it's probably 30 grand in that tournament. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, all right, Let's have a day. So first hole and, and Brennan, now we're like teammates too and playing against each other. Me and Brennan, he's like, dude, Phil is going to hit some of the dirtiest shots you've ever seen. He's like, do not count him out of a hole ever. Sure enough, first hole, slice into the woods, punch shot, impossible bunker shot, lips out. And I'm just like, oh, this is not going to end well. Both birdie a hole. And then on three, the three's a par three out there. He like stiffs it. On four, he duck hooks one right into the lake. And I was like, huh. So now there's like thunder and lightning, like boom, like crashing. Yeah, like crashing all over the place, thunder and lightning. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So I'm, you know, I'm thinking I had played the course in my practice round. I'm like, I got to go out there. So what happens? Well, after like 10 minutes, he's like, I don't, I don't wait around for like thunderstorms and practice rounds. He's like, I'm out of here. Just pay me like the 1500. And he's like, to me, he's like, I'm just, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just messing with you. He's like, I'm out of here though. It's like, all right, bro. So I was like, whew, like what a relief, man. That could have been disastrous. And then in the tournament, I was leading the tournament through nine holes the first round and missed the cut. So I was already practicing my winter speech. And you made 30 grand. No, no, no. I missed the cut. I missed the cut. Uh, I was leading the tournament and missed the cut. Yeah. You don't get paid for missing the cut, but dude, that, that, that's a fun tournament, man. If you guys have never been um, to like uh, TPC sawgrass. Never. That, that's, our, that's our goal is to get down there once this is over like we once we get down there we want to fly down and like go wash some golf and just yeah have a day i mean, dude come down to texas yeah man i mean it's uh go wherever you want just drive and see what happens i mean we're we're i, I feel as if this is like i said you guys are like in jail like i can't you, 
I mean, you guys can at least play golf. Like a bunch, I teach a bunch of people in Ontario. Oh, and they're, they're just terrible. Like, oh my yeah, God, so dude. So many inquiries. I, I t- well, and so many amazing courses too. Like more courses. I mean, the most courses, right? The most people, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And they are just, I mean, they're, they're losing, they're losing their minds. I mean, there, there's going to be a riot there. There probably are. I don't even know. Yeah. But I feel, oh my God, I feel horrible for them, but it's not like that here. So come down and have a day. See what's exactly. up. It's probably going to be 200 degrees when you get down here, but it'll be perfect. I'll take it. All right, JJ, man, this has been fun today. Uh, yeah, dude. I hope you had fun. Danny, I think we had a good time today. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Do it, with, uh, without again, a down the road. And uh, we'll chat to you, man. Yeah, enjoyed it, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, dude. All right, take care. Peace. This podcast is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Try Rebellion Zilla IPA, a bold, hoppy West Coast IPA that's bitter with tropical aromas and flavor. Rebellion aged their Zilla in a gin barrel from LMD for three months and released this gin barrel IPA as a taproom special. Located in Lumpson, Saskatchewan, Last Mountain Distillery. No questions asked. Alrighty, episode 73, done and dusted. JJ Teelean, West Texas Driving Range Pro. Dan, you were there for that one. Yep. Thoughts on it? Uh, well, you could, JJ was ripping off jokes. He was kind of ripping on us a bit, Seven day. Have, oh yeah, have a have day. Have a day. Have a day. That, that that's another guy where I just want to like golf with him or have, have fun. A, have a beer with him or something. He'd be a great time. But yeah, it was a good episode. Uh, thanks to DJ for coming on. Yeah, he such a good dude that I texted him one night. I asked, I sent a few videos of my swing. I said, hey, like I have some questions, and he's like, dude, blah blah blah, blah all this stuff. And he's like, okay, I'm drunk. Call you later. And then like, <laughs> and then sent me like videos the following day with some advice and stuff. I'm like, so like, what a good dude to like you know, keep that interaction between us and, you know, keep the friendship off, whatever you want to call it, relationship. Yeah. So, great interview with him, though. Yeah, he was a great dude. Like I said, he's funny, and you could tell you just want to have have a time with him. In his just want to have a time. Maybe have a day. Have a day. Have a day. Um, yeah, what else is there on that podcast? Anything about it? It was yeah, a lot of fun. A couple weeks ago we recorded it, but, yeah, it was good. I mean, uh, it's cool how he – I didn't really realize the training that he does uh, with people. You know, they just w- zip him some money and – do like a live zoom meeting or whatever he, do, oh, yeah. he does with uh training people uh on the you know giving them tips on their golf swing and all that so um it's pretty cool though yeah great episode with jj thanks for coming on the show man we'll do it again um dan what else is there you want to rip off the social handles for us yeah uh the facebook is at off the hustle instagram and twitter at underscore off the hustle check us out if you're not already if you're uh if you're just listening on itunes or what else are we on iTunes Spotify Anchor Spotify, Podbean Anchor. Podway anything follow of. us on the social medias follow and us on YouTube and follow us on YouTube Scri- subscribe. subscribe subscribe push that button right below I believe it is and like the video like the video comment. share the video comment yeah tell us how oh. good we are sometimes no um, for shitty let us know <laughs> yes okay hats coming soon quickly wraps up here in one minute and a half next week will be Dean Prosty the chairman of the Scotia Wealth Nipple One Tournament and followed by Brian Munns. He's also a director of golf operations for Golf Manitoba now, formerly known as the Winnipeg Jet Guy. Now, Brian Munns, Dean Prosty next week. So we'll nice. talk to you next week, Danny H. Yep. Good Always a you. pleasure. See you next week. Maybe see Troy again. I hope so. If he's not still crying about the Oilers, then... Uh... Oh, shots fired. That's all for Dan. 
And for me, everyone else, have a great Wednesday, great week. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. See ya.